Welcome, welcome, welcome to the official Bench Warmers Podcast. A sports podcast dedicated to hotcakes, wasting your time, and unmatched stupidity. Featuring your hosts, Adam and Jake. Hello and welcome to the Benchwarmers Podcast. This is episode number 27, part one. Today we're going to do two-part show. Uh, tomorrow we'll be releasing part two. Uh, so stick with us here today. We're going to talk about fa- our Fantasy League recap, uh, Andrew Luck's retirement. We're going to include the NBA trade machine and a crazy list for you guys coming up. You don't want to miss this. What's up, guys? Can you believe it, Adam? What's going on? Andrew Luck, retired. What? Yeah, right. This is news to me. Mm-hmm. I drafted in my fantasy. That means it can't be true. All right, OJ. Yeah, me and OJ are in the same boat. In only, but in only one way. Man. Man, I'll never remember. I'll never forget where I was when Andrew Luck retired. I was in the shower, walked downstairs. There's the news on the TV. Andrew Luck retired. Saw Adam Schefter's tweet. Thought his account could have got hacked. A cruel joke. But now, I wasn't even the one who was told. Some, I mean, someone told me. I mean, uh, Bill Belichick's reaction on it. He goes. Oh, he's a good player. Didn't really hear about it. <laughs> That's all he said. Yeah. He literally just was like, good player. Didn't really hear about it. Doesn't look like he cares that much. He's like, and then he goes, I don't really follow that organization. <laughs> yeah. I love how they're just the Patriots competition, and Bill Belichick does not even care a squat. And that's why the Patriots one of the reasons why the Patriots and Bill Belichick are so intimidating. No. Maybe they just are better. I mean, they are better, but Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck and the Colts were supposed to be the next big team. And they were going to compete with they were Super Patrick Bowl. Mahomes. What? They were Super Bowl ready. Yeah. I know. It's such a shame. I did not expect that. I mean, who did really? But that's crazy. Some of the comments, though, by what, what do you think about fans booing? I see why, but I also don't see why, if you know what I mean. I see why. Think about this. I, I understand. Your team is this close from Super Bowl ready. You got the top player on your team. And he just goes, all right, I'm retiring. That'd be like D-Wade in his prime when the Heat are on the, on the verge of becoming really good. It's been like, all right, I retire. Like they, they lost to the Mavs and they're going to, like in that first championship. Exactly. Prize, and, yeah. they, and then he retires. Exactly. It, it, you'd be pissed. Would you bill him if he walked off the court? But he already, but the thing is he already won a, Championship. True. I mean, I just think I I understand why they booed. Not saying I would, but I understand. I can totally see it. I mean, I don't know. 
I could just totally see it. But I, I hate the people who are ripping on him on Twitter and stuff. I mean, give the guy a break. He retired. It's over. Yeah, but I mean, how much do you want to bet that if Nick Foles were a free agent this year, he'd be a Colt? A lot of money. He would 100% just jump into a Super Bowl-ready team. Uh, yeah, I know he would have. But I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that in a year or two, Andrew Luck will come back. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Who has a better chance to come back, Gronk or Andrew Luck? I think Andrew Luck. All right, I think Gronk, but we'll see. So me and Adam did have a fantasy draft. My yes, team... My team came out perfect, just how I wanted it. Yep, drafting, drafting from the drafting, three. yeah, drafting from the number three slot. Yep, Mahomes. Yeah, we did we did something different this year. Our league um, did a double QB PPR. In pretty interesting, definitely changes up the draft strategy a lot. Yeah, I agree. And even especially when I drafted two. Quarterbacks with a six buy, game six buy or week six buy, and then one of those quarterbacks decides to retire. Really, Andrew that's, Luck? That's just great, great news for me. <laughs> I got, you know, I I used a bold number three pick. I took Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it was more stupid than it was bold. No, bold. Patrick Mahomes guarantees me about 30 every game, which is 10 more than every other quarterback's, every other average quarterback. The average quarterback guarantees you around 17, 18. Patrick Mahomes averages 12 more than that, let's say 30. So he's getting me a plus 12 every week almost. That's how I put it. And, and not even including the outlier games where he's scoring like 40, 50. Every year is different, friend. Then taking Aaron Rodgers. So I got, I got the dynamic duo. I got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback. One of the most important positions in a 2QB PPR league in fantasy. And I got debatably the two best quarterbacks in fantasy. You know, you think that would make sense. Tell me more about the team and how it bottoms out. Bottoms out. Um, well, let's see. That guy who ran for an 85-yard touchdown the other day. Oh, yeah. Dalvin Cook. Okay. I got Dalvin Cook. He's looking really nice in preseason. You know? Okay. I remember the last time he played. All right. Next next player. You all remember the last time he played because the last time I saw him play, he totally carried his team and went off in the playoffs after Cody Parkey missed the field goal. Tariq Cohen, still in the Eagles' nightmares. Eh. Really that. underrated player, especially in PPR. He's a running back who can catch the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I reached for him a little bit though. Like uh, we're at pick, we're at pick, uh, fifty one, and I took him, and he was projected number sixty one. So I, I reached for him you a little bit. People reach and second round pick. I got Juju. Come on, you're telling me Juju's not going to have a big year. He's the number one receiver for the Steelers. Antonio Brown's gone. More targets for Juju. But then again, you could well, argue the other way. Pick. That's not the good pick from the Steelers, though. Ooh. All right. All right. The other, the good pick, the, the more resourceful pick would have uh, been to get whoever the number two guy for the Steelers was. 
So I I decided to go with James Washington, who's probably going to be the number two guy. Uh, yeah, he's looking good in preseason also, but number one guy, Juju, he's reliable also. See, the key word to my fantasy team is reliable. I'm players who are reliable. Now, a little injury prone. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got Dalvin Cook. I mean, a little scary. So then I go, then I go the guy I picked last year, and last year specifically actually on this podcast said, this guy is going to be a good player. You know, it took him in the really late rounds last year. Calvin Ridley. Now this guy's a second-year player. He's a very good player. Got him high value where I picked him. And I really like this pick, Calvin. I mean, I'm not too much of a fan, but I mean, see it. Then I took sleeper tight end. Sleeper tight end, Delaney Walker. Tennessee Titans. Big sleeper, and I was able to get him late, late. You know, I even even was able to pick my uh, kicker, Will Lutz, before I got Delaney Walker. Yeah, yeah. The kickers really went off the board quick, and the defenses. You know, I'm not a big defense guy, but I am a big kicker guy. A reliable kicker like Will Lutz. You know how many games Will Lutz won me last year? As a guy who got second place in two leagues, a lot. Then, then the final guy, the the I got Philip Lindsay. You know, Allen Robinson, all reliable guys. I'm going to talk about two more guys that I picked. Also picked up Josh Gordon late. Um, but I want to talk about this guy a little. D.D. Westbrook. He's, um, he's a question mark. Question mark, but Nick Foles, as an Eagle fan would know, loves to throw to the slot, and D.D. Westbrook's a good slot guy. He's had questionable quarterbacks throughout the years, and I, I really like how this pick could go for me. I really think he's a sleeper pick. I think Nick Foles is going to do good over in Jacksonville. I mean, I agree. And then I'm going to move over to my, actually my last pick of the draft. Go ahead. Rob Gronkowski. Now, we we added an extra roster spot this year. So with that extra roster spot, how could I utilize it instead of drafting some guy that, you know, may or may not even do significantly well for a bench player? What can, I, what can I do with this? And I thought, hmm, maybe a guy that could possibly come back. Let me see if he's up there. Type in Gronkowski. It's right there. You know, why not? I didn't even know. He's a high-value guy. This year, this is how crazy this is. This year, if he was playing, I mean, he'd be top three in his position for fantasy. Uh, yeah. I don't know how he was still available. I mean, how, how he's still draftable. Because he's coming back. I disagree. Unless you know something that no one else does, I disagree. All right. Well, let me let me hear a little bit about your team. Why don't you why don't you talk a little about about your uh, draft strategy? Well, why don't you pull it up and I'll tell you all about it one by one. All right. So Adam, you drafted what did you draft? Seven, eight. What do you mean seven, eight? Like what what, num- what number you draft? I drafted nine. You drafted nine. So you yeah. got Andrew Luck. That stinks. Lamar Jackson, really? Look, Lamar Lamar Jackson is a good pick because he was behind Joe Flacco the entire year. I think he's gonna have. He's been hyped up a lot this year. He has some new weapons on the outside. He's finally getting what's his name, who uh, who seems to be always injured um, in the running back. 
you know, whatever. I just think I think Lamar Jackson is going to take a big step. Um, and I know Andrew Luck was a big miss for me, but I did draft two other quarterbacks. I have uh, Nick Foles, and I have who was the other guy I have? It you got is, Nick Foles, and that's it. You only have Nick Foles. Oh, Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen. So I'm pretty content with that. Like, now, I'm, I'm happy with that. Now, I question a pick. Uh, Zeke, uh, you, you, you weren't feeling confident on the podcast last week about Zeke, but you drafted him in our fantasy league. I want to hear about this. If a guy that's going first overall in a bunch of leagues, first, second, or third, drops to nine, you take him. You know, you are you are against the holdout. Oh, I am against the holdout, but technically he's not holding out. That is true. He's not holding out. He's just waiting for that contract. So I also took Josh Jacobs. I didn't like that pick. I, I don't like. He's going to be the lead back in Oakland. Yeah, say that again. The lead back in Oakland. In Oakland. Yeah. Or a disaster. No, I think I think it's going to be fine. All right. All right. It'll work out, I think. Uh, I also took Stefan Diggs because I. Well, you see, my first few picks were actually Travis Kelsey, Zeke. Um, and yeah, so I am very happy with the Travis Kelsey pick. I had him last year. So Stefan Diggs was my first receiver. My second receiver is DJ Moore. These two I guys. Like DJ are Moore. Number, these guys are going to be the number one options for their teams. Uh, not if you count Christian McCaffrey. Marlon Mack is going to be the number one option for Indianapolis, and yeah. especially because Luck's not there anymore. Mike Badgley is my kicker. He's the U guy. Oh, of course. I got the Chargers defense. I'm. I have a bunch of maybes on my team. James Washington is going to be the second guy for um, Big Ben to be throwing to. Eric Ebron. That was that. Now looks like a bad pick. Um, Eckler. Josh Allen could be doing something. He's Sterling Shepard's going to be out for a first few games, but I'm I'm content, I think, with my picks. Um, and I have Kareem Hunt. That, that's another wild card. That's an interesting one. You never know. So I, I think I'm happy with my picks. We'll see where it goes. All right, yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep you guys updated through the year on um, how my team's doing and how Adam's team's doing and how I'm in first place and Adam's not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very likely. <laughs> All right. Done. A whole nother tier in the East. I I, I don't want to answer you. I really don't. Really? This is ridiculous. And the Celtics received Bradley Beal. Oh. Which, which Do you want me to get him on this? Okay. Yes, I'd... The only way that the Wizards can get out of Bradley Beal is if they take lesser contracts. I mean, John Wall is if they take lesser contracts, like a three-year albatross of a contract that's not as bad as John Wall, but pretty bad. They can only swap contracts as of now to get out of John Wall. They can't do anything else. Um, and to say that the Heat would give up a first-rounder, Justice Winslow, a point guard, and Goran Dragic, another point guard, 
who's expiring, Justice, who's in a good deal and he's young, for John Wall, who's injured, and we don't know if he'll ever be the same again. Are you kidding me? A former superstar, John Wall. Say that that's all that they get for Bradley Beal. That's ridiculous. I think the Wizards would say yes based on the fact that they can get out of John Wall and get those assets for John Wall. I think the Celtics say yes. I think the Heat emphatically say no. I think, yeah, I think definitely Wizards say yes. They got that 2020 Memphis pick, and who knows? That could be, it's unprotected as of now. So it it could even be number one overall, which I I don't think it will be, but I think it could potentially land top three. I mean, you never know, but they're on the come up. They have have Morant. Pieces, you know? Yeah, you, you just got to see what they do with those pieces. I mean, that's why I'm saying it's a mystery. They could totally bust. They could be bottom three team again, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then getting rid of Hayward, Hayward's contract. And, I mean, Hayward's contract helps balance out uh, them giving up John Wall to the Heat a little bit. Yeah. Uh, fill some of that what space. I'll say it's well, a win for the Celtics. And, yeah. I mean, I, I see it happening. I see it as a perfect trade. Adam, you do not. You see it's the Heat giving up too much. The Heat laugh at you. An old point guard and a player with some potential. A lot of potential. And a superstar, John Wall. John Wall's not a superstar. Not a superstar. Tore his Achilles. No. I don't, I don't have the energy to discuss you on this. That's the NBA trade machine for today. Okay, guys, the list for today is an interesting interesting. one. The top things that need to change in sports. Now, we just have one list today. Um, There's not much that needs to change in sports, but there's definitely some things that I I feel like absolutely need to change. And one has been a that I'm going to start with has been a huge recent conversation in sports um, with all these running back holdouts and running back issues. It's the rookie contracts for the running backs. I mean, come on, there are four years plus you can get franchise tagged and running back careers. I mean, are only. They're only good for like six years. So there's no point in even paying them. They just need to change the format, maybe to a two-year. So they, these running backs can get paid when they're in their peak, not when they're falling off the hill. You know, and that's exactly why running back like Zeke is trying to get paid now. No, I agree. I agree with you so far. I, I, yeah, I definitely think that's something that needs to change. Now... This is a very touchy subject for a lot of people, so I'm going to go into the second one, which is the NCAA needs to allow sponsorships. They don't need to pay anyone, in my opinion, at least. But And I'm not going to get to the paying dispute. But I do think they need to allow like top athletes, such as Zion Williamson, to get sponsored by Nike, Adidas. I mean, they're outside companies, and then it'll eliminate from you know having to pay lower-tier athletes. You just have and the pay discussion. You just need to allow sponsorships. And it's really ridiculous how even a player like Lamelo Ball can't play in the NCAA. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of that's going to change soon because of Zion anyway. 
Yeah, he got paid by Nike anyway. Yeah, and I think we're <laughs> going to see a lot more players like Zion, start, you know, starting to show up. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. They, they become, because of social media, they become stars before they even step foot in a college floor. Exactly. So, Lamelo's a star. I know. He, he's, a, he's a star, and he has a fan base already. So, whatever happens with him, it's going to be... It's going to be really interesting. All right. So this is my next one. It has to do with the MLB. So um, mound visits. There are so many mound visits in baseball. Why? I don't understand. You have all that time in the dugout, you know, to talk. And the game is so slow. You just need to find a way to speed it up. And I'm not saying completely get rid of the mound visit, but they're allowed six per game. And there's nine innings. I mean, come on. There doesn't need to be that many mound visits. You can go to the mound to pull your pitcher out. You know, you don't you don't need to waste all this time. They need to speed someone, the game of for baseball. For someone who is not as familiar as in baseball as you are, can you explain more? So a mound visit is basically um, the manager or the catcher can call like a timeout. It's like a timeout. And you can go up and you can talk to you can talk to the pitcher and like kind of calm him down, like if he's not composed or whatever. So it's okay. basically like a timeout, but you're, they're allowed six of them in nine innings, which is a lot in my opinion. So it makes the game a lot longer? Yeah, so it, so it increases the time of the game because mound visits slow down, like they stop all of play. So really it's made for like advertising? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's made so like if a pitcher's um, rattled per se, that... Um, they can the the coach can go out there and talk to them like a timeout like a in basketball except the difference between a timeout and basketball is basketball is already a fast sport and I mean it's not for advertising necessarily like basketball where you'd go to a TV commercial but right. so um all right so the next one now this is also a controversial topic but I believe that there should be an expansion in college football playoffs. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I think that four teams is too little. I mean, why four? Look at the, look at college basketball. They've I mean, there's 68 teams in this tournament. You can't expand it to eight. And I understand people debate, well, Clemson and Alabama are so good. Yeah, the more games, the more possibility of an upset. The more exciting. There just needs to be an yeah, expansion. It takes a lot more resources to put something like that together, a football game. Than it yeah. does for basketball, so that's the only thing I'd say about that. There's probably other fe- reasons and underlying reasons as to why they don't have it more than four. But yeah, I'm sure there, yeah. my thing is I'm not asking for like basketball where there's like 68 teams, but like eight. They could, eight. They could expand it. Seems like a good number. Yeah, there's a semifinals, there's a final, quarterfinals. Eight's a good number. So that now we're gonna get into another controversial topic which is uh, the NFL needs to get rid of preseason. These players aren't even stepping on the field. And, and, this, and this goes to another thing, another uh, portion of this, where the NFL needs to expand the season to 18 games and get rid of NFL preseason. Do the training okay. camp. Do your scrimmages. Do you really need and, – and every player that steps on, you know, you see Cam Newton in a boot when it doesn't even matter. Why do we need Didn't this? Didn't they stop um, taking out 
Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't they talk about taking out preseason? Yeah, they have before. They definitely need to do it. And they need to expand to 18 games. Yeah. It's something definitely that they're, they're going to talk about more and more as the years go on. But I don't know if we're going to have a change yet. I say, say within, within the next five years, there is no NFL preseason. I would say no preseason. Maybe a game. I mean, even shortening it will be okay. But I think shorten the NFL season, the preseason, and then expand the NFL season to 18 games. That's just my thought. Now, now, the the next thing has to do with the NFL, which drives me absolutely nuts. I could go on and on about this. The NFL pass interference call can be a VAR review or whatever. The instant replay, you can you can change the penalty, you can challenge it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The game is not played in slow motion. The game's what what other league can you challenge a referee call? And put um, it in slow ten- motion. Tennis. I mean, yeah, that's it. I think. You can I mean, kind of do it with basketball, kind of. Not really. You can't challenge a referee's foul call. A coach can't yeah. throw a challenge on it. The referees can decide they, they, to go experiment. to them. They're experimenting with it, though. I know. It, some... It's terrible. You know, I'm sorry, Sean Payton. Your team lost for one bad call, but every team has gotten bad calls. I and agree. This is just unnecessary. I, I agree. Yeah. So get so getting down the final stretch here, we got we got two, we got three things left. The NCAA needs to expand the three point line. I mean, I just don't see a reason why these NCAA players should be shooting three feet. I mean, they did a little expansion already on the three point line, but I don't see why NCAA players should be shooting three feet three feet shorter than NBA players. The NCAA three point line right now is twenty point seven five feet. The NBA is 23.75. Really? Yeah. So I don't understand. And three feet's a big difference. Yeah. That's kind I of mean, crazy. And it's so so close. I mean, NCA is the one. It's only in the NBA, you know? Yeah. I don't understand. It's kind that. of crazy. I... The NCA, what other sport is there such a big difference like that in the game? That'd be like college football being 80 yards and NFL being 100. So yeah. I just have never understood that. Uh, but they, they have started to address the problem a little bit. It used to be under 20 feet, but they changed it this year. It's being changed. And then, of course, there's back-to-back games for NBA. Not saying the schedule needs to be shortened, but uh, back-to-back games are just bad, you know? Teams should not have to go through that, and players should not have to go through that. And they have been addressing it. There was 13.3 last year was the average back-to-backs for teams, but this year it's 12.4 for this upcoming season. And it's gone down every year, the last, every time the last five years. The commission's doing his job. I know. That, I mean, and the players are complaining about it, and then that's how you have – you pay for tickets, the fans, and, and you see Kawhi Leonard sit out. You know, it's, it's things you don't want, especially as a commissioner. You don't want your top players sitting out. So now this is 
actually, this last one's interesting. Um, it has to do with the MLS. And uh, this was not me who came up with this. It's uh, Eugene Rapinski. Uh, saw it on SB Nation. I thought it was so interesting, so I brought it here. Homegrown players should not have a cap hit in the MLS. And okay. this is what it says. It says, my suggestion is that players signed via the homegrown player mechanism should not count towards a team's overall salary cap numbers. This would further incentivize teams to develop players through their academy system and retain them, thus ideally having homegrown players stick with their hometown club. I thought it was pretty genius. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, but it's, it seems like there's so much that would have to be, like, so many moving parts for that something like that to work. Yeah, that is true. I mean, but it also, it incentivizes... Um, it's something that the MLS does. Yeah, I think that it's good because you're incentivizing, you know, your youth programs. And that's how teams become good. Look at the best youth programs have the best team, or from the best teams. Yeah. So, yeah. speaking right. of that, you know, see the guy from Barcelona played at 16? Yeah. You know, he's got to play since 1942. Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, stepped on the pitch for Barcelona at 16 and 300 days old. They won, right? 5-2? Yep. Well, I guess he's the reason they won. <laughs> well, that's all for the list today, guys. listening to part one guys part two will be out shortly and that will include the mid pod crisis trash take and discussion and the rant you won't want to miss it guys keep a lookout for episode 27 part one coming out on twitter soon